Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Well, it's great to be back with you folks, and we can't tell you how honored we feel to be able to do this podcast and uh, help for wounded spirits, and uh, to be able to come to you today from the book of Job, chapter 15, and Stephanie Wesco, my co-host, my friend. How are you this morning, Stephanie? I am doing fairly decent, Doug. Praise <laughs> Crazy God. Crazy busy, but doing well. I mean, there's things going on around me that you would not believe, so... Uh, we're supposed to be having tiles put on a wall. They cut up the bathtub by mistake. I just watched a toilet, a toilet get carried by me. There's, <laughs> there's things going on that make no sense to me. However, we're doing a podcast, praise God, and uh, we're excited about that. And you know what I'm excited about more than anything is the humanity of Job. I'm looking at the humanity of Job, and, and it makes me feel better to know there's a, a prophet with that type of humanity uh, dealing with God doing those things. And uh, I mean, we can learn from him. Certainly he shouldn't be uh, mean to God, bad to God, inquisical about God. But I think we need to remember some things, Stephanie, that you and I've talked about over these last 20 or so podcasts. Uh, One of them is, uh, you know, he didn't have the whole Bible. The other thing is he was not in the age of grace. And, uh, And here we are, we're reading about Job and we're in chapter 15. And and then answered Eliphaz. So we got Eliphaz back, the Temanite, and said, Should a wise man uttereth vain knowledge and fill his belly with the east wind? Uh, should he reason with an unprofitable talk or with speeches whereof he can do no good? I mean, here he is slapping again. Eliphaz is showing up and he's in a worse mood than he was before. Yea, thou castest off fear and restrainest prayer from before God. For thy mouth uttereth thine inequity, and thou chooseth the tongue of crafty. Thine own mouth condemneth thee, and not I, yea, thine own lips testify against thee. Are thou the first man that was born, or was thou made before the hills? Hast thou heard the secret of God, and dost thou restrain wisdom to himself? What knowest thou that we know not? What understandest thou which is not in us? With us are both the gray-headed and the very aged men, much elder in thy father. Are the consolations of God small with thee? Is there any secret thing with thee? Why doth thine heart carry thee away? And what do thy eyes wink at? That thou turnest thy spirit against God, and lettest such words go out of thy mouth. What is a man that he should be clean, and that he which is born of a woman that he should be righteous. Behold, he putteth no trust in the saints. Yea, the heavens are not clean in his sight. How much more abominable and filthy is man, which drinketh inequity like water. I will show thee, hear me, and that which I have seen I will declare. Which wise men have told from their fathers and have not hid it? Unto whom alone the earth was given, and no stranger passed among them. The wicked man traveleth with pain all his days, and the number of his years are hidden to the oppressor. A dreadful sound is in the ears, and prosperity in the destroyer shall come upon them. He believeth not, he shall return out of the darkness, and he is waited for of the sword. He wandereth abroad for bread, saying, Where is it? 
he knoweth that the day of darkness is ready at his hand. Trouble and anguish shall make him afraid. They shall prevail against him as a king ready to battle. For he stretches out his hand against God and strengthens himself against the Almighty. He runneth upon him even on his neck, upon thick bosses of his bucklers. Because he covereth the face with all the fatness, and maketh collops of fat in his flanks. And he dwelleth in desolate cities, and in houses which no man inhabiteth, which are, are ready to become heaps. He shall not be reached, neither shall his substance continue, neither shall he prolong the perfection there upon the earth. He shall not depart out of the darkness. The flame shall dry up his branches, and by the branch of his mouth shall he go away. Let not him that is deceived trust in vanity, for vanity shall be his recompense. It shall be accomplished before his time. And uh, I lost my spire. <laughs> and his branch shall not be green. He shall shake off his unripe grape as the vine, and shall cast off his flower as the olive. For the congregation of hypocrites shall be desolate, and fire shall consume the tabernacles of bribery. They conceive mischief and bringeth forth vanity, and their belly prepareth deceiteth. Wow! Man, I'm telling you, Eliphaz is in a good mood, isn't he? He's just slamming on. I mean, the, the second round, as you said a minute ago, I heard you say it probably to people didn't hear it on the podcast, but here comes the second round of slamming Job. And, and, and I mean, what's coming to your mind when you're seeing this? Here's, here's Eliphaz, the Temanite. Now, remembering, going back, that Temanite is an area of wisdom and culture and grace. And are we seeing any of that? We're seeing a lot of man's wisdom. Yeah. This guy's this guy's more stuck up than a peacock. Um, when I look at Eliphaz here, you know, the first time he came to Job, he rebuked him, but he it was, in the book good cop bad cop scenario, he was the good cop. Yeah. In round one, and here in round two, man, he's he's lowering himself to as low as Bildad and Zophar, and what's what's ironic to me is. The very things that he accuses Job of, Job of, is what he was doing himself, and um, that's a classic. Um, these guys were classic narcissists. They were textbook narcissists, and um, Eliphaz attacks Job and accuses him of being proud and arrogant and why doth thine heart carry thee away and that thou turnest thy spirit against God and lettest such words go out of thy mouth and like he's waxing eloquent here on Job we have the wise we have the those that are endued with knowledge backing us yeah. and you pretty much says you're blaspheming God um just treats him like absolute dirt here and what's ironic to me is the rest of this chapter is condemnation yeah he accuses job he is he is in third person which is another classic narcissistic tendency but he is accusing job in third person of being wicked he's accusing him of wandering he's accusing him of um trouble trouble and anguish will make you know are making him afraid and that they're prevailing against him. He goes through this whole thing of what happens, and he ends it with, for the, for the congregation of hypocrites shall be desolate, and fire shall consume the tabernacles of bribery. They conceive mischief and bring forth emptiness, that vanity means emptiness, and their belly prepareth to see. 
he's talking about Job. That's yeah. this is how he views Job. And his mask is off. Any kind face he was trying to wear before is off. And what's interesting to me is nothing in this chapter. Again, we go back to because Job wouldn't, in a sense, be a rug and let these guys walk all over him and literally step on him left, right, and the other and just take it. He's in worse sin than ever before now in their eyes. And um, this whole chapter, nothing in this chapter talks about who God is. No, no. And Job talking about God and all Eliphaz does here is prove how proud and arrogant he is because it's like yeah well and there's something the there's jokes at the bottom. and there's even more to it than that i mean at least when eliphaz came out if you read eliphaz speeches in succession and uh i tried kind of tried to do that this morning and uh eliphaz comes off in the beginning as being a halfway decent individual right but as exactly. this speech continues on I mean, he's turned into an arrogant blowhard here. I mean, he's just yeah. he's just slapping and slamming. And the farther you get in 15, the harder he's hitting. I mean, this is a guy who's mean. He's, you know, he's, yeah. uh, you know, he's accusing Job uh, uh, one verse after another. There's accusations being made. Uh, uh, you know, he's what he's doing is he's turning things around. He's he's talking to him about denial being no good to reconcile yeah. with God. I mean, he's slapping. Hey, hey, Job, this is your fault. I am so glad that this finishes well. I am so glad that that Job's friend. You know, and, and folks, I know I said this last podcast, and I want to say it again. Uh, you know, we're going to have to stand in front of God for what we do. Uh, in front of people and with people and you know we need to be kind and uh, uh, we need to be kind we need to be the type of person uh, that can make a difference that can uh, uh, you know that can care I mean imagine if Eliphaz would say you know brother Job I am so sorry you're going through this let's pray together you know my my wife's got some leftover pot roast here and we got some mashed potatoes and some gravy, maybe some mushrooms, some Jaeger schnitzel, and you know some fresh-made yeast bread. I don't know. There's, uh, folks. I've been on a diet for two weeks, so if you hear me talking about food and salivating, I mean, literally, spit is drooling off my chin right now on my shirt. But here's the important thing I gotta tell you: <laughs> is that, uh, and and sadly, I've I've uh, uh, I've enticed Stephanie to come with me. I didn't want her to take a diet. She just decided that she was doing a diet, so she's in the first day. I'm a couple weeks ahead of her, so we're both salivating now. But going back to the important part here, uh, behold, he putteth no trust in the saints. Yea, the heavens are not clean in his sight. He's slapping, he's slapping Job. Yeah. Have you ever met anybody who's a know-it-all, who knows more about the Bible, knows more about everything than every other church on earth and every other pastor who ever lived? Have you ever met anybody like that? Yeah, most definitely. And um, <laughs> you can have someone who claims to be a Bible scholar. You know, like you said, Eliphaz was, and he and he brags about that here. Yeah. Um, he brags about his heritage of wisdom um, in verse 17. I will show thee, hear me, and that which I have seen I will declare, which wise men have told from their fathers and have not hid it unto whom alone the earth was given and no stranger passed among them. I mean, li literally, he brags to Job here about how you're an idiot. 
I come from the wise um, genealogy line or whatever, however this worked, he is so stuck on himself. He really believed that he was the expert and Job was a jerk. And he really did believe this. And having um, dealt with um, some people like this in my life, um, they really believe that yeah. you're that you're an idiot, that you're in sin, that you're whatever it is they're accusing you of. They really believe they're right. And um, I think that's why God gets involved in the book of Job because when you're dealing with a narcissist, pretty much unless God gets involved, it's a it's a losing battle from a human perspective because their pride level is so high. Um, when you deal with these kind of people, their heart has been deceived in yeah. many ways, I think, through the deceitfulness of their own lusts and their, their pride level, their desire to control. And I think of the verse where um, we're told the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? God really wants to make sure we know as human beings how deceitful our hearts can be. Yeah. And Eliphaz was definitely in a position where his heart was so filled with himself. Yeah. What he thought, what his view was, was what was important to him. And that was it. It didn't matter at this point what Job said to him. Eliphaz um, had convinced himself that Job was guilty. Yeah. And there was no proving him innocent. It didn't matter what Job said to prove his innocence. He was guilty. And I think this is where um, where we just see that pride factor that's incredible. And, you know, man looks at the outside. God looks at the heart. Yeah. All Eliphaz saw was this outward thing. God saw what was going on in Eliphaz's heart. And God could still see that Job was upright, perfect, one who feared God and eschewed evil. Yeah, I think, I think that what you're saying is absolutely correct. I think that, you know, this. it seems like these guys keep on building each other. You know, as you let this whole narcissistic behavior thing come in as you know things come around and that's how you get there is it's a slow thing but with eliphaz mm -hmm. if you read his speeches and the things he's saying and i think he concludes in 22 i think there's another speech if i remember from the last time i read the book so eliphaz shows up a few times here but he continually gets worse he's continually inching away and trying to make job look bad to to take away any dignity job had to make job and and yep. you know and folks i know there's some of you listening today and and it doesn't have to be at this level where a guy's on the ground scraping wounds i mean you can be going through a tough time i've had people tell me well my uh you fill in the blank my husband wife in-laws brothers sisters you fill in the blank are constantly you know, talking bad about me to my husband, wife, in-laws, whatever, fill in the blank. And, and it just builds on each other. And, yep. it, and, uh, uh, and, and that's, what, that's what a narcissist is all about. And, and, and that's what Eliphaz, Eliphaz, here he is, Job's friend. He's the youngest guy, probably the newest friend, because that's how they were back in Old Testament times. But here he is just banging away at Job. And, and, and I mean, he really has nothing good to say. He's just constantly telling him he's wicked. He's, he's the, uh, the earth was given. The wicked man traveleth with plans all of his days. And, and he's in pain all of his days. And he's saying, you know, you're in pain all of your days, so you're wicked. You know, uh, you're wicked, Job. And, 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 you know, there's people out there listening to us right now, people we know, people we care about, people we're working with on the phone, people we're talking to on a daily basis. And this is exactly what's happening to them. People are saying, well, you know, if you weren't wicked, if, you know, if you just let go of this, well, that's not, that's not Bible. 
You know, uh, yeah. you know, this is Bible man right here. This is this is what matters. A dreadful sound in his ears, in prosperity the destroyer shall come upon him. He believed not that he shall return out of the darkness, and that he has waited for the sword. He wandereth abroad uh, for bread, saying, "Where is it?" So he's saying, you know, you even have to beg for bread now, Job. You you had prime rib, man. You had the best of stuff. And knoweth that the day of doctors come and trouble and anguish shall make you afraid or him afraid. They shall prevail against him as a king ready to battle. For he stretches out his hand. And I mean, over and over again. I mean, look at these verses over and over again. Eliphaz is trying to make this argument. It's like a court hearing almost to me. Yeah. Uh, where he's making this argument over and over again that, Job, you're no good. Job, yeah. you're wicked. Job, this is all your fault. Job, uh, you're just the wicked. I mean, what does he want Job to do? It's almost like, does he want Job to kill himself? Yeah, well, I think here, we see here, I, I when I read these, this specifically here, when Eliphaz starts, he talks about um, because he covereth his face with his fatness and making collops of fat on his flanks. It's almost, I wonder when I read these, as we get further into the book of Job, if there was a jealousy factor that uh -oh. these friends had had against Job. And now, you know, they kept that hidden. And now that Job's um, at the bottom of the barrel, has gone through all these trials, because there's, there's a jealousy that's coming out here towards him. Like, yeah. they never, like, they always had resented the fact that he was maybe better off than them. Yeah. And so now it's like all of this is built up. These friends didn't just out of the blue, boom, start making these accusations. I think there had to have been seeds for this in their hearts and minds long before this happened to Job. Yeah. And um, obviously their mindset was one of pride and arrogance and selfishness because they're not listening to a word Job says. Well, and um, you, you, you hit this a little while ago where you're, you're pointing to Eliphaz in his heart. Uh, you're pointing to Bildad in his heart. You're pointing to Zophar in his heart. And, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're desperately wicked. So, you, you know, they feel like the thing to do, and we've been talking about this, be kind, you know. Uh, they feel like the thing to do yeah. is to make them feel like a piece of dirt, to make them feel of no yeah. value. For some reason, this is, this is a, a perfect attempt uh, for a perfect storm, in my opinion, uh, to ruin this guy. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and, folks, if you've been ruined by somebody, no, follow the blueprint. It's not God. Yeah. It's the other person. Yeah. And God's waiting with his arms open wide for you. And God's waiting. He'll do whatever you need him to do. God wants you to come back. Uh, uh, and, uh, and you need God. That's the most important thing we can say yeah. to people listening right now is they need God. Don't, don't worry about the Zophars. Don't worry about the Eliphazes. Don't worry about Bildad uh, because these guys are messed up. I mean, look, he, he goes on here in verse 29. You want to talk about slapping a guy who was the richest guy. He says, he shall not be rich, neither shall his substance continue, neither shall he be prolonged uh, the perfection thereof upon the earth. And uh, so he's saying, you're not going to have money anymore because yeah. you're wicked. You're all this. Yeah. God's not going to bless you. You're just sitting here. In the... Can you imagine how his friends must have felt a little while from now uh, when Job's got all and more, you know? And uh, can you imagine how things must have well, his, changed his around? His friends are going to get rebuked by God. I mean, yeah. God's almost ready to kill him. Yeah. And... Um, 
I think there's the important lesson here too is to um, remember when you're dealing with, you know, if, if someone out there is dealing with a narcissistic person in their lives, a controlling, um, self-centered, proud, arrogant person like this, it doesn't, it's not going to matter what logic, what truth, what facts you throw at them. Job gave his friends facts about God. Yeah. And they threw it back in his face. They uh, did. These guys believed what they were going to believe, and it w literally the only person that could stop them was God in heaven. Yeah. And so remember that, that no matter, you know, what yeah. you say, don't don't stress yourself out, in other words, to try to change these people's minds because yeah. it isn't going to happen. No, it's not going to. You know, some people are never going to be happy. Some people are put on earth, I think, to be wicked, uh, or they at least they feel like that's their position in life. And, and, and you know, folks, I don't want to downplay this. I'm not making a joke out of this. I, I, I'm willing to say right now, Stephanie, that half the people we're talking to have been hurt by an elephant, yeah. have been hurt oh, by I a Zophar, it. have been hurt by a Bildad. And, yeah. and the important thing to understand is it doesn't matter what they say. It's about God. And I think yeah. if we get anything out of this podcast at all, two things. If you're not a narcissist, good for you and be kind. Don't become one. Uh, second, yeah. if you've been hurt by a narcissist, get away. Uh, you know, pack yeah. your bags. Uh, you know, there's there's people, I'm, I'm doing these slides right now, and I was just working on them. There's like a million things going on because uh, we're excitingly going to be going to... Uh, uh, to camp, uh, Camp Joy, Wisconsin, the 14th of September. And, and I mean, we're banging away at, on, and slides and man, it's just been at 16. I mean, I watched uh, uh, President uh, Trump on TV for 10 minutes. People used to know me, I used to be a TV guy, but I'm, I'm kind of letting it go. But he's, and, and I'm, I got so much work, but as I went through the Christian abuse, something stuck out to me. And, and I want to say that on this podcast, and I believe this was God's reason for it to stick out. What stuck out to me in Christian abuse is we don't have to accept it. Yeah. I have a friend of mine right now whose family's Christian abusing him, and he's the dad. And he's a pastor, but he, you don't want to lose grandkids, nephews, nieces, whatever the case may be. And so, so, you know, this guy's sitting out in California or something. He's trying to get through this, but the truth is he needs to shut it down. And uh, yeah. two things, either be kind, do it. And then finally, I mean, just look at this. He will shake off the unripe grapes. He continues to hit them. Thy conceive mischief and bring forth vanity and their belly prepareth deceit. Listen, uh, Eliphaz is all in this, folks, as we wind up. He's all in this to hurt Job. He's all, yeah. there's people walking this earth right now who've been all in it to hurt you, but that's all right. You don't have to live with it anymore. Uh, you serve a great and wonderful God. Uh, listen, if you need help, give us a, give us a shout over at Helpful Wounded Spirits uh, uh, Facebook page. Maybe drop us a note on our private Facebook pages. We, we hear from people almost every day now, and we're honored to serve you. And Listen, just a few words about salvation. It's so important. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're 
all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com. Come.